me and Louise have been watching old Doctor Who. I saw the Whomobile on Twitter and the I was like, Whomobile. what? I was like, what the hell is that? Because I saw it's Louise was enraged and you were like, car. I, I saw Louise was enraged by it and you were like, excuse me. <laughs> it's so funny. He's got another car called Bessie. 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 What? Uh, okay. These names aren't in the show, I believe. I don't know. I looked it up and I was like, Doctor Who, John Pertwee car. And I was like, The Whomobile. And I was like, The Whomobile. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you are still continuing your BBC sci fi arc. Yeah, it's fun. Um, we did an experiment. Did we tell you about that? No. So we did a TV experiment. It was pretty fun. Would recommend where we were like, well, how different is each episode as it evolves through the seasons? So we're like, okay, let's find a TV show and watch season one, episode one, season two, episode two, season three, episode Oh, the evolution. Three. Season four, episode four, but we tried to figure it out, and we tried to get like a TV show where it had an equal number of like seasons to episodes, roughly. But that was near impossible, because the ones with enough seasons were usually American. So then they had twenty-two episodes, which is like wow, not nearly enough. The closest was Supernatural. I was gonna say, and then I'm... still only had fifteen seasons. And Oof. so then we're like, wait, it's like twenty-six seasons of Doctor Who right there on Britbox streaming service not sponsored um and so we're like well let's do that one and we originally were going to end it at tenant mm-hmm. so we end it with like the episode where everyone's there and we say goodbye to people and it's really sad and then we made the list and then those like four extra new who ones at the end we're like oh they just don't sound right so we're like fine we'll just do the first list because we couldn't be bothered figuring out the episodes again so we started like season one no, season 19, episode 1. And then what we didn't realise <laughs> until we committed to this and it was too late for either of us to back out was that old Doctor Who was serials. And so it was like one story told over like four to six parts. Oh, God. So you're like, so like the old Who's, you're kind of jumping into like in the middle of a story and you're like, what? So the first one was fine. The first one was like The Leisure Hives, part one with Tom Baker. And we're like, nice. And the next one was like Castro Valva, part two with Peter Davidson. And we're like, Uh-oh. okay. <laughs> and it was like, part three. And we're like, what? And then we watched the part four and we're like, it just ended. The doctor was like, everyone was dead. And we're like, whoa. And the doctor's like, it shouldn't have been like this. These people shouldn't have died. And then it ended. oh my god hello everyone welcome back welcome back to the final episode of the season popcorn profile Technically technically the first podcast recorded in the new year Oh, is... don't date us. It's fine. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just stamp this. You're gonna timestamp it. <laughs> you just did. Okay, I'm sorry. Terrible. But they don't know what specific time. They've got a rough time frame. They don't know when. Oh, we could have pretend. We could have pretended we were like really far ahead in our planning, and we recorded this last year actually, and we were just that good at like forward thinking we've got all our podcasts recorded for like the next half a year and we're totally not doing them week by week anyway it's myself sam once again <laughs> i'm joined by becca hello and we're looking at the last film 
that Satoshi Kon ever made before his sad passing, which is Paprika, which I think Paprika. came out. Paprika, which came out in 2006. That was his final film. 2006. Yeah, which is uh, it's an interesting one because it's oh. it's a year after Doctor Who came back. <laughs> oh my God! What's with these Doctor Who coincidences? I don't know. It's just on my brain. I can I can probably like uh, I mean it's also a year after Supernatural started, so it's just, it's just I can link it to anything. Yeah. So this I was, was eleven. <laughs> it's it was a long time ago. The galaxy far far away. A long time ago when Becca was small. <laughs> so apparently it was based on a novel, but um the only thing I ever remember thinking about Paprika when I've watched a couple of interviews where Satoshi Kon was talking about it was that he said this was like in terms of the film's kind of scope and how it looks and how it's animated and how he approached it this was the film when he started making films was the one he wanted to make having said that this one isn't my personal favourite however I do rate this one pretty highly I like this one quite a fair whack it was pretty fun Mm -hmm. it's a bit my, my my kind of issues with it is there's a lot of... Like, it's... Well, you sent me a gif while watching it of Obi-Wan Kenobi and in closed captions underneath it just said visible confusion. It was of Obi-Wan Kenobi played by Ewan McGregor in the second Star Wars film, Attack of the Clones. It's during that bit when he goes to see the weird tall lanky aliens and they're like, hey, we got all these clones and he's like, that's not suspicious. And he gets confused. Yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah, and that was me. Louise came in and was like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I really, he's a tree. Yeah. Oh, came in on that bit. <laughs> Louise came in through multiple bits. There was one point where was like, "How's paprika?" Oh, it's still good. <laughs> like, it's funny because I remember watching it and like I f- the weird thing with paprika is I feel like it feels longer than it actually is. I feel like. I don't think it's as well paced as Tokyo Godfathers or or uh, Perfect Blue. I'm sorry, I keep smacking my hand off the desk and I've got a ring on, so it's making a lot of noise. Well, I keep doing it with my pinkies, but I think because I've not got rings, it's fine, so it's not like... I've got, I've got a hefty ring on. Oh, damn. I keep smacking it off things and hitting it on cups, and every time Louis like... <laughs> just I don't know the, why. Just gets <laughs> the fear of like just like... <laughs> but, um... no, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's as well paced as those two, but I do think. I think the the shifting of different realities is done a lot better than it was in Millennium Actress. Because I feel like yeah, there was an actual reason for the shifting of realities in this one. Mm-hmm. I I I love the way the film starts as well, where it's just they're at the, they're at this they're at the circus. And you just see this little tiny clown car come in. And that then, fun. and then Paprika just comes out in like full full clown garb, just <laughs> and this like like you can. I feel like with that, it's like you can see how much money got poured into it because that just looks like it was like painstakingly animated to get it to look as good as it did there. And I feel like with this film, I feel like a lot of the colors kind of was a noise. Is it a scary Don't noise? Don't know what it was. Uh, it was probably just heating or boilers or something. Mm. If I get murdered, you'll see it, so... Okay. <laughs> the recording will stop immediately. I'll be like, oh, shit! <laughs> On your end, I, if I'm dead, I can't stop the recording. Oh, God. Do you have to listen to me die, Samuel? Uh, don't, don't, put, don't put that on me. 
fine. We live in a nice area. Yeah, it's, it's a good bit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. paprika. So, paprika, very visually beautiful and stunning. Yeah, very I think, fluid. Yeah, no, I think the film looks amazing. I think, yeah, I think this is kind of everything feels like it kind of just falls into each falls into it each other like each scene kind of just goes like really well into itself like the, the start where you start the circus and then he starts getting attacked by all the uh the all the people in his dream that looks like him and he manages to like get away like he's on the trapeze and all of a sudden he's swinging through the jungle and then cuts to the train scene like everything just feels really well linked like i feel like this is the best example of him connecting scenes um like I, I, I love oh sorry on you go I, I was just going to say I have a very important question to ask go for it yeah I, it's the buzzer I am the buzzer you are the buzzer a very important question which is towards the end when mm. genius scientist man is the robot Takeda and he eats Chiba mm-hmm. and then he's like oh a bit bland I need some spice where's paprika mm-hmm. what came first that line or paprika's name i don't actually know i reckon it's, yeah what, what do you think do you think they saw the opportunity to put in that wee pun or do you think they like changed her name to be a spice to fit the pun i don't know i i feel like when i heard it i kind of got the feeling that her name was already put in place and they just thought this would be a good way to work it in work it in just with the script because it was just like oh that's just like a fun throwaway line I, I like the idea that she was like called something really boring like Nancy <laughs> and then they, were, they got to this bit and they're like oh I need a little space in my life Nancy and they're like oh that doesn't quite work um time no no not time oh, chimerick no I can't call her chimerick paprika there we like go a, like idea of the workshop and it like it's a really bad sketch <laughs> yeah it's like that's how we're doing it well i guess it's kind of like i remember being really confused the first time i watched this where i was kind of like okay so paprika is chiba in the dream world or is she yeah. a separate entity connected to chiba but no it's it's i guess it's how chiba would want to see herself being a bit more like sort of i guess it's chiba with a bit more spice ah <laughs> that's probably what they were going for with the idea of it I submit my formal resignation for this podcast based upon that comment. Yeah, it's a bad comment. I know. I'm sorry. You may leave. Just, just mute yourself. <laughs> I, I can be you. So, Sam, what did you think of the podcast? Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, The podcast was great. I think you meant to ask me about the film. Yes, I did, Sam. <laughs> what I was literally about to say. Than uh, what I'm saying, but I mean, it's called Commit to the Bits. So I'm still committing. Oh, that's fine, Becca. You're like the greatest comedian I know, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sam. Oh, that's so kind of you. Like, wow. Like, it's amazing. See, if we had dual bits, because I was going side to side on the microphone, that would be great, because it could have went out in different earphones. Oh, <laughs> uh, here, I could work out a way to pan that so it sounds like that in the recording. Oh. If, you, if you want that. <laughs> you're you're the, the sound editor. I just exist to. um. Say the exist. words. Say the words good. <laughs> I don't say the words good. Oh. I accidentally said to someone at my work, I was talking to them, I was like, yeah, it's because I know you don't care. And I was like, wait, no. It's because I know you don't do this because you know I don't 
care about what you do. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's one of those where you're like, oh god, oh god, quick, hit the reset yeah, button. Yeah, she was like looking at me and then I explained it and she just laughed at me. So I was like, oh, 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 we're fine, we're Does fine. the bullet there. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, back in the word good, but I use many words when small word do good. Exactly. Um, and in small word do good, papika good. Um, I feel like with this one, I don't feel like like I feel like the story is good in like getting the the plot for, but I literally feel like the whole story is just a vehicle for super enticing visuals that look amazing. Absolutely, there are so many visuals, and maybe not a lot of substance. And I found out the number one thing not to do before you watch this film. What was it? Which is watch Inception for the first time. <laughs> Oh man! Well, the funny thing is, Inception was the like Paprika was kind of Christopher Nolan said that is his inspiration for Inception. Yeah. So Friday night, I was like, Louise is in bed. What do I want to do? I was like, Well, Inception's going off Prime in like three days. I'll watch Inception. And then I watched Paprika today, and I was like, Inception was more my style, and it's <laughs> making me enjoy Paprika less, and it's really upsetting me. <laughs> You're like, oh, but why? And like the train shows up in Paprika, and I'm like, ah, DiCaprio's train was better. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> stop Brain, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you have... can't, you can't be obsessed with Inception more just because it had Elliot Page and Tom Hardy. That's not how it works, <laughs> Becca. My brain's like, mm, but Elliot Page and Tom Hardy, and I'm like, no. Stop it! Stop it, Brain. <laughs> stop! Stop! Stop thinking about the, that scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt fights in like a waistcoat. Stop. In that really my cool, like, in that really cool corridor scene, my brain's like that bit when he floats. Though and I'm like, stop! <laughs> Look at the parade and the weird dolls. My brain's like, Elliot Page, and I'm like, stop! <laughs> and so that's how I watched Paprika. Was trying not to think about Inception. <laughs> that's. By the way, oh. uh, DiCaprio never shows up when I think about Inception. No, it's, it's all the other cast. It's it's, it's Elliot Page, Jogo, and Tommy Boy, and. Uh, Fucking what's his name? Killy Murphy. Yeah. Who's who's Scarecrow. Yeah, who's who's the boy to get inceptioned? Yeah, I I really enjoyed Inception. We can make this about Inception if you want. <laughs> we could do I both. really enjoyed the twists and turns in Inception, and therefore when there wasn't twists and turns in Paprika, I got sad. Mm. I suppose the only twist was that oh the guy, the evil guy in the wheelchair that was kinda evil yeah. turned out to be evil. And then he was a tree. Like, there was just a lot of visuals that were amazing in Paprika. Mm-hmm. that didn't make sense or I, I think you're maybe supposed to let go of reality which is supposed to make sense of... make sense with the whole going into dreamscapes kind of thing yeah but because I watched Inception for the first time earlier and everything in Dreamworld and Inception is like has a point and a purpose and they're like if something new appears mm-hmm. it's because someone's pulled it in and so when the train appears in Inception, you recognise it immediately and you're like, oh, it's DiCaprio's train and he's doing a bad and he's not been a good leader. And then when, like, the butterflies appear in the dream in Paprika, I'm like, what are they from? And it's on- Onion Boy, on- Onisan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's something to do with him, I think, because he, like, dissects paprika into chiba by pushing on her vagina that was weird that 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 bit makes me really uncomfortable and very upset because literally just rips her skin off and it's just like oh my god you know what that really reminded me of what the weird katie perry video 
when she is sushi. What? Have you never seen it? I've never seen the video where Katy Perry is a sushi. Oh my god, I'm gonna send you it, but I'm I'm gonna actually Louise won't mind if I do it on here. Actually, I won't do it on here because it might Louise get might get mad at me for ruining the algorithm. I can't remember what it's called. Katy Perry. If you type in Katy Perry sushi, it'll come up. But like, I think the one thing that I took away because I I I bon appetit. That's appropriate. <laughs> so the, you the... don't need to hear the song. Just just give this just give this a listen. I'm putting it into podcast boys chat just to confuse Louise and Anton. Be like, what's happening here? <laughs> They're recording right now. Why are they looking up Katy Perry? But yeah, feel free to have a look at those visuals. So the concept of her video is that Bon Appetit, you, you want to eat or something. And she is the food and she gets prepared by chefs. But there's bits when her arms become dull and they start kneading her. Oh, I don't like that. And so, like... It, it's just that was in my head as well when he was like first I was like please don't be like sexually assaulting paprika and then he wasn't I was like oof yeah and no that like, like that was I was like squishes oh, into her like she's dough and then it made me think of the Kate Perry video and then he split her open and I was like okay she's naked well like you you get you get the thing that he has like he has a unbelievable unsettlingly un like crush on her yeah it's a bit weird um but like the, the one thing i got a hint that was it was he like because he was in bed with the directors like are, are him and the director sleeping together is what's happening here i mean you gotta be near each other to dream together yeah but like the way he's like i need you you can't leave me i need you he's your mind wanted legs oh my god the worst bit of dialogue in that whole film I watched the English dub, by the way. Mm-hmm. Was when evil guy stood up at the end in his evil dark dimension form, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it, was like, Haha, I am complete. I have legs. Oh my god, he does say that, doesn't he? He does. That that really threw me for a loop. I was like, sir, you had legs already. And this is why you got consumed by Godchild Paprika. <laughs> I, I also didn't like the fact that Godchild Paprika had nipples and Dark Dimension Dude did not. Yeah, that was weird. I want equality in my nipples, please. Give Show us... me male and female nipples or none at all. Yeah. Um, I will accept non-binary nipples as well, by the way. If if one person's and a Ken... I like how you covered up. No, no, like, no. One, and I was going to say, if one person's a Ken or a Barbie, everyone's a Ken or a Barbie. <laughs> it just really looked... And over the webcam, it really looked like you just got re- really self-conscious of your nipples. <laughs> like, in my neck jumper. No. Yeah, and your two layers. Oh, can she see my nipples? <laughs> Why it got brought up? Oh. Liv, are my nipples on show? Yeah, Liv, are my nipples on show? Nah, she's watching the podcast. She's... Do you like my commitment that I look to the side where Liv is for you? Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. So, another big thing with me on Paprika was... Um, like, again, I think it's weird comparing them both to Inception because, I mean, Inception's two and a half hours. Yeah. So there's a lot more fleshing out than Inception does. And I thought also the fact that Inception was made in the West and not in Japan, and it's not an animated feature. Oh, there's... yeah, but, like, there's a similarity between them. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's just all the dream stuff. Yeah, well, there's... Like... I can see how it was influenced. There's there's even, the, like, the shot where Paprika touches 
just like midair and then it breaks like when Elliot Page does it in Inception and it breaks and I think Nolan said that's a that's a you know oh god what's the word it's like um not reference um, reference yeah reference I was good I was gonna say reference but I think it was something else an homage homage that was it a homage to um to Paprika specifically and um I don't know, I feel like with Paprika it's like I, if I'm putting it on it's like I want to watch something fun well it has dark bits but like I want to watch something that just visually pops true like um like I love the opening sequence of Paprika like as soon as she gives um Kodokawa the card and then she's just like traveling through the city and you get like cool bits where she like jumps jumps onto a billboard onto like a rocket ship and then flies away into the air and then there's a bit where like um dudes are trying to chat her up and she's just fed up then she leaves by jumping into the picture on the guy's shirt, which is like just like a really cool looking shot. It's a good, cool transition. Yeah, that was a bit, a lot to take in. Yeah, it's it's like, For look at all the crazy stuff we're doing. Whoa! <laughs> and and then you get um. And then you get her cutting into the car, and then she's back to being Chiba. Um, but also we had um. Oh, I keep forgetting his name, Takeda. The 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 big man child doctor guy. <laughs> Science boy. Yeah. Robot like, um, man. Yeah, who's, Will Smith. Who's first I, introdu- robot. Yeah, whose first introduction to him is he is stuck in the elevator. And he kinda of turns around and he's like little help please. Like it is funny though, because I I kind of one thing I wasn't expecting by the end of the film was for them to be like the sort of couple I was kind of worried it was going to be pushing her and Konakawa I'm glad they didn't I I, I, I don't know there's something like I quite like about Chiba and Takeda and I it just feels a little bit wholesome I guess to me I don't know why I did not see anything between them at all and and she's like because I and then Paprika's like say it and she just doesn't I'm like was she supposed to say I love him because I, I the only time I remember them chatting is like the elevator bit when she pulled him out and then later on when she told him to go masturbate by himself oh god yeah and that's the relationship for me and so it's like yeah she cares I'm like mm. it, platonic relationships exist people you can yeah. not have romance in them just saying BT dubs you don't need forced romance they can you know, save each other because you're friends. Like, you know, I wouldn't leave Louise to be a giant robot just because I don't want to be in a relationship with Louise. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would still save my best friend just because yeah. they're my best friend. That makes like, you don't need to want to bing-bang people to want to save them. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. But I, I don't know, there was, there was something about... And I don't know what it was about it specifically because, again, like, one of the things that I do tend to hate a lot in film is force romantic relationship for the sake of plot or like for the sake of like oh, we need a romance part but I think because it wasn't like you never see them kind of kiss you never see them kind of hug I just I I, I like the sort of nice closest like I like the bit where giant Chiba has to pull him out of the wall and then you kind of get the cut back to the elevator and you get that nice little music and she's just kind of talking to him and he's just kind of feeling sorry for himself I guess and then she tries to, to big him up um so yeah, I guess that must have I, been the conversation that they had that you didn't see. I don't know why they keep it secret that they were a thing, but... I, I don't know. I just feel like for the end of it, 
or by the end of it for me there just wasn't enough to make me know what the relationship is or to believe it like I just it was a thing that kept coming up for me for a lot of the film is I just wanted a little bit more context and a little bit more character to people yeah like um I, I can't tell you what most people are like defined by aside from like the various stereotypes of like yeah oh yeah she's the the lady who wants to control everything and control everyone but not in a bad way and like a, she's just a control freak way and he's the fat dude who's really smart and kind and gentle and he's innocent but he, you know he's too is, naive he's, he's, so he's a recluse and a bit of a man child like I can tell you what archetypes and stereotypes they are but I couldn't tell you what actual characters it's, it's not like Mima and it's not like um, Hannah Jin and um, Miyuki who like they have d- defined characters Surely you could say they fit in an archetype, but I feel like the way they behave and the way they talk and interact with each other in those films, you can you can tell the character. Like I, I still stand by Satoshi Khan's best character is Hannah. Yeah. I, I love Hannah. I think Hannah is amazing. F- shortly followed by Mima. Which one was Mima? Uh, Perfect Blue. Yes. So over the holidays, I watched uh, this film called Okozen and my neighbor Totoro okay. and so my brain's like which animated film was that one <laughs> wait hang on hold up wait. a second no not Totoro wait no no not in the end wait yeah the murder one the murder one the murder one Ah, <laughs> oh, but um just a quick question because I, I know I said this a couple podcasts ago like, am I brilliant yes yes I am okay no it wasn't that (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like alright okay fine Um, (laughs) you could not have like refused my stupid bit any more than what you just did (laughs) it's like just resign alright just silence and then no (laughs) wow I've never been so comedically rejected in my life Samuel (laughs) Dude, you're slapping me now as abuse on uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna report I'm sorry. you to our producers, uh Louise and Anton. I'm gonna voice memo them right now. I'm gonna <laughs> add them to the Discord call. He's being mean to me, get him to stop <laughs> Louise, Sam's hitting me online uh, over the internet. <laughs> through through the Wi Fi. He made a really believable slapping noise. <laughs> Sorry, what was your question? I don't even know. Oh yeah, um, I I kept saying for ages. I know you and you and Louise have said you're not really soundtrack boys. Yeah. And I remember going on and be like, oh, but the Paprika soundtrack kind of slaps. Did, did any thoughts on it at all, or was I just kind of overhyping it? Um, a bit? I like the parade music. Oh yeah, that's it's kind of weird, trippy, kind of nightmare. Stuck to me. I didn't really li- hear the rest of it, but the, that parade music. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. I'm here for the parade music. I did not hear anything oh. else. Okay, well, what's your thoughts on the parade? Because the first time I saw it, I was like, what in the name of Jesus is happening? I enjoyed it. Like, there was so much going on and such nonsensical stuff. But that that's also one of the bits I wanted, like, more clarifications from. Like, there was a throwaway line of, like, yeah, he's melded some of the past patient's dreams together. And I'm like, well, why didn't we see that? Yeah, I think it's just... I don't know, maybe it's because of lack of runtime. I don't know. I, f- I feel like 
with paprika, a lot, missed. a lot of it's just like they drop a bunch of that, da- they drop a bunch of stuff, don't fall on it, don't follow up on it in terms of like going through the story, but they just like, kind of have it for the sake of the awesome visuals. Like I would have loved to have seen like you know the different people who were being treated or you know using the dream bit, and then they're like sleeping and dreaming, and then their dreams just get like sucked away, and then it could have tied in with the end when. Chiba has to suck the dark dimension, dude. Oh, it was weird. It was weird. But yeah, I I wanted more, but I was still happy with what I got from yeah. the film. Yeah, I think um, because I I I I have said this like three times. <coughs> 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 so <laughs> I apologize for your future ears. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, guys. Um, when you're future ears, you should, if you're a good sound editor, it should be nice and calm and maybe cut out all the bits where we're screaming and um, coughing. I'm screaming. <laughs> so, I think with... Oh yeah, and there was another thing where I, I kind of thought Konakawa was going to be the lead of um, the film. where it, The like, detective. Detective Konakawa, yeah. I remembered. Boom. Um... Because obviously, but when he makes out with an unconscious Chiba, can we talk about that for a minute? That was weird. It was weird. I don't like it. I tried to justify. Then, I tried to justify it in my head as like, oh, it's maybe like kissing the the, the the quote unquote the dame at the end of and the, then the the the. She old... slaps the old dude, and then they laugh it off, and no one mentions that sexual assault. Nope, just they kind of leave it. It's it's a bit off, just a bit. I think literally the only way I tried to think about it is that they were trying to play it off as like the end of the sixties action movie. That not doesn't justify it. I like, don't think I don't think it I, works well. I think there was just something weird in the sound mix in there that there was a lot of like weird mouth noises and they were all coming from him and I think he maybe like moaned a little bit and it made it really weird. Mm. And and it was too far for me. I was like, What no. And clearly she was uncomfortable with it because she slapped that old dude hard enough to leave. Like a handprint on him. Is that the second slow motion slap we've had in the Satoshi Kon film? Because of that bit where Hannah just straight up just knocks the yeah. hell out of that not mom. Yeah, yeah. Kabam. Director trademark found here on Popcorn Profile. Out, slap out of nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like Kodokawa was the guy who was saying where he was kind of. I, I feel like he's the maybe not the self-insert for Satoshi Khan, but like the self-insert for like the movie fan where he's just like he, like Satoshi Khan saying, guys, I really like movies, okay? This is, here, here's my film about an actress going through all these old school style movies. Here's this... Like, was he also traumatized by movies? Because the detective was. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I also maybe. didn't really get that. But to be fair, I did zone out a bit and then I came back and he was explaining a movie thing and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Sam Sam. Quiet. I liked when they went into the movie theater and the three posters that panned over were the three other films. That yeah. was cute. Like I, I feel like, like I know them. <laughs> yeah, you're like I know what they are. See, I, I remember seeing that um on Paprika and I just kinda of like, Oh cool, yeah and then I just realized like, Oh, this was his last movie and it just made me immediately sad. I was like Yeah. Um I would have like he was meant to be doing like a sort of kids animated film before he died oh, sweet and they got about like halfway through it mm-hmm. and then and then he passed away and then people have been trying to work on it since but there's um like the guy that's the head of Ma- i think it was madhouse the studio that's working on it saying 
look, we don't feel comfortable doing this without him because we like he had a specific vision for it. So they they've just shelved it indefinitely unless they think someone can come along and attempt it. I guess, which yeah. is kind of which is kind of sad, but I I get it, you know. Oh yeah, like if you feel like you can't hold up to the integrity of the creator when you're working on their projects, then like just leave them. Like I've never been the biggest fan of like releasing things for people after they've passed away and like especially with musicians oh this god trend it's the of worst. releasing their like drafts or unreleased songs and like songs that they didn't feel were good enough for studio albums that they released but now it- you're just like yeah release everything it's like no they didn't unless it was an album they were actively working on and they plan to release it then anything they deem not good enough why would you release it now have you heard of the prince vault yeah <laughs> Think Prince has a literal vault of unreleased music. Um, it should, should stay locked away because if you didn't plan to release it, then no. Like it's it's a it's a weird category that like Anne Frank's diary falls into as well, where it's like her personal diary, and some people are like, oh, her dad shouldn't have edited it and taken out these bits, and it's like he is perfectly allowed to do that. Because it was her own personal diary. She didn't write it and think, wow, people are going to really love to read what I thought about the Holocaust I'm currently living through. She was just working through stuff. Yeah, which, you know, like it makes sense why he'd want to do that. Because it's kind of like, it's stuff that was private for his for his own daughter who did pass away. So it, it makes sense. And yeah, I think it's always like got to be up to the discretion of the people who were close to them. Mm-hmm. Or who actually knew them. When it's like, studios or like estates then maybe that decision isn't always what would have been in the best interest for the person yeah exactly so i'm glad they're like taking the stance of we're respecting him and not doing this until we feel comfortable rather than just like exploiting what he was working on yeah exactly me too um on another note with like sort of the characters in the film i was thinking so like an interesting thing with Takeda, um, big professor boy, science boy, science boy, was uh, Stoichi Khan also said in interviews that he was kind of meant to be the polar opposite of the kind of archetype that Mister Me Mania was supposed to be, where it's the recluse who doesn't connect well with society, uh, but instead of you know becoming a stalker and wanting to kill your stalker victim because they're not being what you want them to be, it's the kind of thing of. He's the recluse, but he doesn't connect with society. But he's—it's kind of from a more like he's like he—it's—it's he, it's not like he's immediately a negative presence because a lot of people said because of that. Well, some people said because of that, and specifically in Japan, that he was kind of making a villain out of recluses. And this was his kind of answer to that. It's like, well, no, this like he's just kind of misunderstood. He doesn't really connect well. He literally big calls a big man child um, a lot. Um, and then he kind of, I guess, but, but he doesn't grow up at the end of it. He just kind of, like, he, he's going to take stuff on board and it's not going to be the downfall of him and he's not going to become an awful nasty person as a result of his, his, the way he lives his own person, the way he lives his life. Not like me, Mania, who was just pretty terrifying. Yeah, it, I think an unfortunate thing that has happened since this film got made is that that sort of character has become a stereotype 
Mm. And the the friend of your main protagonist who's a bit bigger, really smart, doesn't really know how to talk to people, is comfortable by themselves. That's seen in a lot of media now, so it doesn't have the same impact it would have had back when it was first released. Because mm-hmm. there's a fair few TV shows and films that are like, yeah, fat smart dude. He's great. Oh, Louise is back. They could do it. Hello, Louise. They could do it. Hi, Louise. Also, one thing that I think was a bit weird in terms of continuity is I don't know how this works. I've been thinking about how the heck it works. Mm-hmm. Is do you remember when the chief, like the the really tiny professor, just immediately starts? Yeah. He, like they're talking to the the director, and then all of a sudden he just starts spouting nonsense, and then everyone's like, "Chief, are you all right?" And then he just runs out the room and then jumps out the window. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, so that's how his dreams got invaded. But how did he get his dream invaded when he was awake? I don't. Yeah, that the whole concept of the the dream machine. The DC and, Mini. Yeah, the dream machine. And how they like were inflicting people's dreams upon one another wasn't really explained all that much. And oh, no. I know films you don't need everything explained and you shouldn't need your handheld and whatever other nonsense people are saying. But I feel like it wasn't explained enough to the point where I was getting distracted thinking about how it worked rather than paying attention to what was happening in the film. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, but this works and this, that, and this and that, this and this. Yeah, like you spend longer figuring out, well, how did he manage to get overtaken with someone else's dreams when he was wide awake and talking to people? Yeah. Like, not even like, you know, they'd had the meeting, he was sitting down, maybe kind of his eyes were drifting a bit. And then suddenly he's up, so you don't quite know if they managed to get him while he was awake or like in a half sleep state, or he actually fell asleep. Yeah, it's kind of. It like... was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. sure, whatever. Yeah, he's dreaming. It's like uh, that's not that's not how REM cycles work, sir. Oh, can, can we talk about the real MVPs of the the film? Uh, uh, the two, the, the two, the, the two bartenders. The two bartenders. Yeah, who <laughs> are just the best. Yeah. That bit when they yeet off the building with the banner and it does something. Yeah. And causes Sign's boy to crash into the building. But I was like, what what's happening? And then like yeah, they they were great. I yeah. love them. And I love the fact that you get to the end where Konakawa goes to the bar and they're just in like a cast. Like one of them's got like an arm cast and one of them's got like a bandage over the head, be like, Yeah. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> Hear me out, you and Liv next Halloween. What goes the bartenders from Paprika? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? Oh, we were. Th- oh, see, we've been workshopping. Got the height. We've we've been workshopping ideas for ages of like what to go for Halloween, and to be fair, I pushed this idea more. I it probably won't happen, but I was like, oh, we should go as Willem Dafoe and our pets in the lighthouse. Liv, you should get a big fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Louise are probably going to be Doctor Who related. Of if course. We're doing it together, but we just need to find either one that I want to do or someone who is like me but so far that's only been Tom Baker and he's like the tallest person on the show and so we're like that might not work yeah it's like ah dang it yeah but like he talks about being childish and loving naps so it's me I can relate that's that's that, that, that's some good living <laughs> I know right would recommend fourth doctor okay. he's a mood Sorry, I keep talking about Doctor Who. Paprika. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts and where do you rank it? 
final thoughts. Um, I wanted more from it, but I wasn't disappointed. I really liked the style of it and the animation. I feel like that sort of aspect has just gotten better and better each film. Yeah, I think this is his best looking film. Even if the like sort of writing and stuff hasn't always necessarily been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, out of the four films, I, I would do like third. So and the, it's is that behind out of the four. <clears throat> so that's I'm guessing Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfather's, Paprika, Millennium Actress. Yeah. See, ours is almost the same, but I have Tokyo Godfather as the top Perfect Blue, like just because I like I love those films both, but just just eclipses. To uh, Perfect Tokyo Godfather um, just eclipses. Perfect I'm a Blue horror movie. boy through and through. Mm. So where where does Paprika rank on the total? On the total, nine. Damn. So it I'm, has beaten Bone Tomahawk. Damn! Bone Tomahawk has been slaughtered at the gates. <laughs> yeah, because Bone Tomahawk's good and it's got that horror, but then it also has the western part. And you're just and like, that brings nah. it down. Yeah, I'm like, mm, can I watch the western bit to get to the horror bit? And it's like, well, why not just skip? Yeah. But yeah, just get I would say with... Paprika's a really good, as my mum calls them, ironing film. <clears> because <throat> it's films that she would put on while she'd done the ironing for five people. And so you're focusing on the task, but like, you can watch a bit and then you go back and when they're doing normal stuff, and it's oh, no, our dream sequence, let's have a our wee watch. It's like a film to put on while you're doing other stuff. Brilliant for that. Nice. I, I You know, I, I think I could agree with that because like, I think... I, the first time I watched Paprika, I watched it all the way through without interruptions, and then every other time since then, I've been playing Switch or like updating stuff on like websites and stuff, or just like looking up shit. Um, but like, I, I love just like catching little glimpses. Like, I remember one time I looked up, and it was just the bit where all the businesses were like smiling and saluting as they jumped <laughs> yeah. off the window, which is like such a weird, messed up image. <laughs> or like the bit where Chiba jumps over the like puts her hand on the rail, and then she's like apt about to fall off a a building and things like that mm. like man when they yeet through the tv that was fun oh yeah and then the report or, or yeah they jump through the tv and then the, you see the chief come out the camera and then you hear the report saying they just jumped out of the camera yeah like and then the big doll comes through the camera and you're like maybe you should just switch it off yeah it's like maybe we should stop this guys this is not get. this is not going well yeah it's, it's when dream logic and the real world just start to come together and it just everything gets real nuts i did enjoy that aspect of it like an Oh, what if dreams were here? Do, do, do. Oh. Yeah. So I have I have Paprika ranked fifth on the total list. Ooh. Uh, and third on the Satoshi Kon. Uh, three, third out of fourth on the Satoshi Kon pile. Uh, Millennium Actress at the bottom. Third is Paprika. Second, Perfect Blue. Uh, first, Tokyo Godfathers. So that's a stun. Yes. So that's a stun with Satoshi Kon then, Becca. Whoa! What? 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 What do you reckon then? Uh, having never seen anything of his before, I really enjoyed it, and oh, I got so confused by what were those sound waves? It was me clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I confused myself. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you picked him as a director. I feel like my life has been enriched by what I've seen. Grand. I'm glad. Maybe I had... not with Millennium Mattress, but with the other three for sure. And I'm... yeah. I am very glad considering how uh, the last pick I made, the final film in that was just like, my life is infinitely Such worse why did you do this to a me? A better choice you, you're, you've you gained 
esteem points for your choice this time, whereas last time you like lost respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I get for not checking the film before I put it up for the the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my next one, I've seen all four of the films. Yes. So, do you want to reveal who the next director is for for the podcast? No. No. You, you want to you want to keep a secret? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just I'm just being You just memeing. Stupid. I'm just memeing. Classic. Oh, Louise is like, "Have you announced the next one?" Well, as a matter of fact, Louise, I'm announcing it right now. Uh, oh, is that you? It's me announcing it right now. Dun, dun, dun. to when it was the three boys. <laughs> so for our next run, we're going to have Louise here as well. Hello. Welcome back, Louise. Welcome back. You were here for one during this podcast, but then someone did yeah, a bad. happened to it, didn't it? Didn't oh, it, Sam? Sad Why is there a blue light on this camera? I don't know. We questioned that before. Oh, but the next director we're doing is Joel Schumacher and so we're going to be watching four films because I couldn't choose between the two middle ones so we're just watching both of them it's a part one part two part one part two in the same universe so so two years apart so what's the um what's the first film we're doing the first film is the lost boys which when you told me about this I had no idea it was him I believe I had no idea it was him that directed that like yeah. not not even remotely a clue that it was him. So it's that very fun. I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen it. Never yeah, seen well, Lost the Lost Boys. Of picking Joel Schumacher is that I wanted someone who'd done like as many different genres as possible. Mm. And so Lost Boys is like a vampire film in the eighties. And yeah. then we get two superhero films and then we get a musical. I am very excited for the uh the two middle films because uh, let's be real, if anyone knows his name they know what they are. <laughs> I'm I'm also excited for them. I own all of them now. And yeah, it was a it was a close call. It was almost another director, but I don't think Louise would join us for him. Well, they can always be there for next time. Uh, Louise wouldn't watch them. Okay. Then let's <laughs> eat that director and nobody. watch them at one point. <laughs> but Louise would not watch them. There's only so much BS I can put up with. Yeah, you would not put up with that. But you'll you'll watch Joel Schumacher. I'm like, really excited to show you the Lost Boys. Nice. I'm excited I, to I see think the Lost I might Boys. Actually like it. I th- I think you might actually like it as well. I was talking to my mum about it because it's one of my mum's favorite films, and me mum was very um, intrigued by how you don't like horror, but you like vampire films, and yeah. she thinks you will like it. That's I appreciate that. Yeah. So it comes on the recommendation of my mum. <laughs> nice. Yay. Woo. Oh, did you wait? Did you put that clip out? Wait, no, I don't think that's in there yet. I think there's a clip where I apologize to you. You apologize to my mum. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's in the next. Right. Think, I think that's in the Tokyo Godfather's one. You probably insulted her. Probably. I can't remember. Maybe I'm terrible. How could he, Louise? Too right. And on that note, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, that's Toshi Kondan done, and when next time we'll be back with the Lost Boys by one Mr. Joel Schumacher. And Louise. And Louise. Louise will be back. We'll be back to a trio. Back to a trio instead of a sad duo. Bye.